this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to get a little bit back toward our cottagecore core. Core core? Hmm. That's kind of, that sounds kind of funny. Core core. Is that like parkour? Are we going to be like jumping around and bouncing off of the different pillars of what it is to be cottagecore? Okay, that was pretty bad. We're opening the episode with a poorly executed mom joke, but you know what? Let's see what happens, and I'm sure it gets better from here. One of the things that is part of the aesthetic of not just cottagecore, but of the subgenre with uh, goblincore, witchcore, uh, even dark academia, all of them have a thing about inner decor for your home, and I would like to get a little bit more into that. Now, we did make a goblin box a long time ago, but I would like to do something special. We're in our third year, and this is an easy project for you. So if you're willing, I think this will be something that you really enjoy, and it's not going to be very difficult. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on cottagecore decor, and we are going to make something magical. You know, I love bringing diverse and wild kinds of things to our podcast that we share together here in this space. Any kind of flight of fancy can come through, you know? And today's sponsor is Arrow's Flight by M.B. Strang. Want to read diverse and inclusive fantasy? Check out Arrow's Flight by M.B. Strang. Arrow's Flight. An unknown menace moves through the polite society of Pearl's holding. If not caught in time, it will bring down not just the hallowed knights of the Pearl Order, but also everyone who lives and works with them. The answer lies with a young woman of mysterious origins whose life has been touched by tragedy. To fulfill her potential, she must confront her past and discover a future more amazing than she'd ever imagined and find the inner strength to fly. She's not alone. A handful of knights, a hearth mage, and their magical companions all test their physical and magical limits to make things right before it's too late. Otherwise dark forces will overtake the knights for good. Go to mbstrang.com for details on ordering your copy now. Sign up for the newsletter and receive a free story. That's m-b-s-t-r-a-n-g And thank you so much to our sponsor for today's episode. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to that website right after this episode. I'm just telling you right now. One of the things that I love about certain kinds of movies that have nature spirits and elves and little bitty creatures that are 
kind of half the size of humans. Kind of like rhymes with Bobbit. <laughs> anyway, one of the things I like about those different kinds of movies and like D&D and stuff is when you picture the people who live in the villages and they're quirky or in the taverns, they have really interesting decor. And it's not fancy, obviously, but it is usually made in a way that it looks like is curiously crafted. A lot of C's in this episode. So I was thinking one of the things I love the most is the gallery of photos or paintings that people have. Even in the most modest homes, they usually have like a little picture of someone or a little landscape picture or a portrait or some sort of small little item that gives you a glimpse of something about their personality. But buying a bunch of prints and having them professionally framed is not really what I see in my head when I think of home design and cottage core, especially when we're talking about something whimsical. So I was thinking one of the best ways to kind of get that look from my own home would be to give myself my own collection of portraits that don't cost a lot. Now personally, I've always uh, gone out of my way to find images that I liked and frame them for my home. And I never use a lot of money. I usually find it in an expensive store. Uh, usually it's a picture frame and just uh, a photo frame usually. And put in the picture and then, you know, put it back together, hang it on my wall. Sometimes I'll, you know, glue sand to the outside edges or flowers or whatnot. But I never really went all out as far as going for a decor for this particular theme. You know, I've done it with seashells before, but I, I think that we're going to talk about something else. So for this particular project, if you are able to go to either an antique store and find it or your trusty dollar store and find it, look for those little round platters, like the inexpensive ones if you're going to a dollar store. They're usually made of a, a plastic scene, kind of a metallic looking thing. Or if you have a chance to go to an antique store, you might be able to find some inexpensive ones there that are damaged because you don't want to ruin something that's already reusable and could be repurposed again um, to being its original use. But if it's not, if it is damaged, then this is even easier. And all those fails, you can also use an old plate if you find one. And what we're gonna do, we're just gonna make our own portrait gallery for our homes with a cottage core feel. Now what you need to do is also decide what you're going to have in the center of these particular home redone frames. Are they going to be portraits of flowers, images of the countryside, uh, cute little paintings you make yourself? Whatever they are, they should fit well inside the edges of what you're using for your frame. And understand, these things are going to be glued on the back to the frame. So don't use something that's priceless. Use something that you don't worry about, you know, tearing or, you know, washing off later. So if it's something that's super important to you, make a copy of it and use the copy to put onto this particular project. Because you're going to want to also make sure that you cut it around the edges so it's centered and has at least two inches all the way around if it's large and an inch all the way around if it's smaller of edging so that you can work with it, okay? 
I'm talking about when it's setting on the frame. So now that you've picked it out, you've printed it off and you're all ready to go, you can even tea stain the paper so it looks old and weathered, maybe wrinkle it up just a little bit if it's something you really want to look ancient. But now we're going to go back to our platter, our plate, or our tray, and we're going to paint it down. You could use Rust-Oleum if you want to make it quick, or you can paint it by hand, but make it look like either wood or stone. Really take your time with it and do it in two or three layers because you want it to look weathered and you want it to look handmade, like from the forest or something. Personally, a nice wood brown, and then you can take a toothpick while it's drying and draw some roughy, rough little um, lines into it as if it's an old piece of wood. And then also you can glue some butterflies or some moss or some stylized mushroom sculptures or even just mushroom appliques. You can add those to it. Anything to make it look homey and cute if you're going for the rustic style. If you're going for more of a, like an antique thing, like Victorian or Edwardian, then what you're going to do is not do any of that extra roughing, just you're going to take care of it. Maybe put a few ribbons or some sort of like nice velvet edging along the very inner side of it before you glue down your, your picture. And then once everything is dry, um, as far as the paint goes, you're going to glue your, your velvet or your ribbon or whatever you're going to glue onto it, and then you'll put in your, your picture at last. I know this sounds really jumbled, but listen to it again, it'll make sense. So if you think about this entire operation like a sandwich, it makes it a little bit easier to visualize it. Picture the tray or the plate on the bottom. Next is your paint. Next is anything you're going to add to that particular edging. Next will be the backing of the picture you're going to put in, so that's your velvet, your satin, your just paper or nothing. You could leave it blank. Or a coffee filter to give it a little bit more, more thickness. Then you're going to put your picture. And then on top, if you wish, you can mod podge the picture to give it even more of, a, um, of an adherence and make it look a little bit even a bit more authentic as far as looking aged. If you wish, you can cover it in a bit of dust. Now, I don't mean real dust. Housekeepers unite, do not come for a fight. Do not come at me. No, I mean, you can get a little bitty tiny bit of talcum. Do they, are they still allowed to use talcum powder? Or a little, bitty ba little bit of baby powder and just dust it a bit. Or even cornstarch would work. And just dust it just a little bit so around the frame, just so it looks a little older. You don't have to though. It's up to you. The next thing you're going to do is once it's done, let it dry for two days fully. Why two days? You'd be surprised where there's areas that might not be dry and you think they are. And then you pick it up and now your fingerprint is indelibly put inside of the picture. Now don't be afraid to make a theme too. One thing I like is there's a certain large company that has a member of the Rodentia family for their mascot. And they have many images of fairies and fairy tale characters. You can print those out for personal use without trying to sell them so you don't violate their copyright. You don't want them coming after you. And you can make a whole theme of maybe seven or eight of these particular portraits and put them in a corner of your room. 
in your living room or in your study or just in the corner of the kitchen is up to you and make a little bitty area just for that. If you have enough room, you could put a recliner there and a stack of books that would be covering the stories those images were made off of. You know, like stories of Sleeping Beauty or Snow White or things like that or Grimm's Fairy Tales or Hans Christian Andersen, whatever you're interested in, or even African folktales if you decide to use literature and images from those folktales. It's up to you, it's your area. That way you can sit back, recline, and take yourself away with your teacup and reading a good book surrounded by images in your own little hobbit hole of culture. Now, if you like to do things a little bit easier for yourself and don't want to do a lot of extra work, no painting, no gluing and whatnot as far as the edging of it, then one thing you could do is just grab some charging plates. A good charger plate is easy to work with. Just cut your image, put a coffee filter on the back and glue it down, and glue your image there. You can trim the edge of your image if you wish or leave it plain and use those to hang. You'd have to have a, have a picture hanging kit on the back of each one of those but that's not that difficult and that way you can have those now for this particular bold kind of statement you might pick something like dragons or poisonous toadstools or any kind of fun thing that way you could have your really bold images pop off of the wall without having to do the, the extra work of painting and whatnot and you could also take those charger plates and frame recipes that way. And that way you would always have them at hand. I hope you like us getting a little bit back on track as far as the decor goes for Cottagecore. And I have a few more interesting episodes coming up. So stay tuned with me and, and we're going to do some more stuff along the line of, you know, adorning our homes because we've done a lot about plants and I love working with plants because to me, cottagecore is about that aesthetic of living in either a simpler time or place or making your own space to be like a simpler time and place. And it's about ecology. It's about just living at one with grace. So Sometimes I wander a bit afield, but in this particular case, I want to get back to some of the things we do to dress up our surroundings, to have a little bit more whimsy. And to me, that's what this episode was about. I like that kind of thing. I like sharing whimsical little things I can do to make my home more homey with you. I love sharing that with my friends and we're friends, right? If you get a chance to do this, please let me know. I love it when you message me on Facebook. I love it when you message me through Anchor. It just, it lightens up my day. And I'm really thinking maybe I might make a posted wall, uh, like a big bulletin board, and just start printing off the different images you send me and the letters, like the emails, and just making like a collage out of it. Because it just, it makes me so blessed to be able to share this with you. And I look forward to sharing with you another episode next time on my magical cottagecore life. Also, don't forget, my annual seed giveaway is coming up. So stay tuned. <laughs>